Hey boys and girls, welcome to Fireside, a weekly podcast in which I chat to my friends about what we've been playing and doing this week. Hello boys and girls and welcome to Fireside episode 13. I'm joined again this week by Andrew Pierce. Hello, uh, you, if you got sick and tired of me last week then uh, tough because I'm here again uh, to talk to you about stuff with Dave. Yeah, the well, there's something in particular I want you to talk about this episode. Yes. Um, and that's that I know you got the phone that I want to get. You got a new S7, right? I did. A Samsung S7. Uh, it's lovely. It's, 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 it's beautiful. It's, it's really sweet. Um, it gets did you get the Edge or the normal? I got the normal. And the reason why yeah. I was going to go with the Edge, but the Edge is... I read a few reviews about it, and uh, compared to the normal one, the Edge has glass on the back as well as on the front. Oh, wow, really? Okay. And um, the normal one, the main difference with this and previous versions of the Samsung phones, I think Samsung S6 as well had this where you can't actually remove the back, um, so you can't change the battery or anything like that. Um, but with the Edge, you, you also couldn't change the battery, but it was a bit like um, it was quite curved at the back. And mm. the problem with that, I just didn't want to... You know, I have dropped my phone in the past. I'm not as bad at dropping phones as some people are. But I just didn't want to have something that I couldn't put a cover on and I also couldn't be sure that I wouldn't drop it and therefore break it. And who knows how much... yeah, with the Edge, if you put a cover on, you're... You can't use it. Pretty much voiding the... Yeah. Well, the Edge doesn't actually do anything, does it? It's not actually touch right to the Edge, is it? Yes. So the Edge curves around and essentially gives you... If you touch along the side of it, it gives you the option of opening up certain apps. So you can have hotkeys, essentially, along the side of your phone. And it's supposed to be Mm. really good, but I just didn't want that... I didn't need that feature. Not want it, but didn't need that feature. And it was a bit more expensive as well, so... I went for the S7, um, which I've upgraded from a Samsung Galaxy 3 Note, or a Note 3, um, which I loved. It, I, it was a great, great phone. But moving to the S7, the main reason I did was the gaming capabilities for it. Now, mm. Samsung for this particular phone have really, really stepped up in their gaming realm of, of things. And they really want to push into the mobile gaming aspect um which is impressive it's 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 interesting that somebody's doing that and one of the well there's two main things that they've done besides the vr which we'll get onto in a minute um they've implemented a cooling system into the phone uh so if you do play for long hours it's supposed to cool it quite a bit um oh fantastic which is that was one of the problems with my uh xperia z2 Mm. to the point that it actually cracked the glass Sure, that's a that's it a had a glass. Yeah, it had a glass back, and I sent it back to Sony once, and then when I sent it back the second time, they said, "Oh, that's for prolonged use while you're on the internet or watching H 
uh, four, 4K movies or yeah. something, they said. And I'm like, 4K movies on a phone? <laughs> How can I even that do anyway. that? Yeah. Yeah, but... And I was like, well... Because at the time, so at the time I was... Well, actually, I still do. I tether my phones yep. to my laptop. So if I'm working off-site for the day, I'll have eight hours mm-hmm. of using my phone's internet connection hooked up to my laptop. And it was so hot by the end of it that, yeah, one time it cracked the glass on the back. And then, because I'm one of those people that did drop my phone, <laughs> I uh, dropped my phone in its case about a m- month, two months ago, and I broke the front. And because it's waterproof, yep. you can't replace the screen. Well, no one will replace the screen because Sony is some proprietary glue. And everyone's basically told me, yeah, look, just right off the phone. Yeah. Year and a half old, I think. Anyway, sorry. Well, that was completely off topic. No, Gaming. Yeah, Phones. so, no, no, it's all right. <laughs> uh, this is waterproof as well. Um, the concern is, though, this does actually, it does heat up in certain ways. So, I, when you're recording video or watching video, it heats up. And I don't know why it does that compared to when you're playing games for an extended period of time, it does cool the game. It cools the phone quite a bit. I haven't played long sessions on it, um, mostly because the games, you know, it's mobile gaming. Mm. I, I haven't really played a game that I've sat down and played for more than 20 minutes. But mm. in that, that regard... Sense. I mean, yeah. that's the nature of the... Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and in that regard, I haven't recorded a video that's been longer than 10 minutes or watched a video that's been longer than 10 minutes and it's gotten warm. So with the gaming side of it, it's, it's been really good. Um, one of the other features that's really, really impressive, especially for, for our side, I guess, where we play games and we have an, the Another Dungeon website, where if we're playing a game, you can actually record video off it from the game itself. And Now, is that Android or is that something Samsung put on? It's something, well, it's something Samsung have put on. I'm not sure if it's Sweet. something that's going to be rolled out to other Android platforms. Um, mm. I hope it does because it's quite a good feature. Um, the problem is, is it's not that great quality video. Um, I think it's at 480. Um, so it's not, okay. you know, the, the, the game looks perfect. Say, for example, um, uh, Alto's Adventure um, looks wonderful, just, just brilliant. But when you record it and you play it back, it looks really good, but it doesn't look as good, especially if you mm. put it on your TV or something like that. Um, so when, you know, when I was, I recorded some footage and I was like, I'd showing my friend, I was saying, look how good this looks. And he's like, oh, well, okay, I'll take your word for it because <laughs> it doesn't look that great now. Um, but yeah. on the phone, it looks wonderful. Um, so that's a really, really nice feature that you can record footage because I think for mobile gaming at least, especially since it's been such a massive thing and has taken such a huge chunk out of the industry, um, you can't really do Let's Plays and stuff like that. And the good thing as well is you can actually record audio commentary while you're playing the game. Um, so if you... Can you stream or just record videos? You can, I think you can stream. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure you can. I think it's directly to YouTube, so you'd have a live you know, live session and then it records yeah, to YouTube the, yeah. from there. Because so, that could be that could open up interesting avenues. Yeah, I can see that Twitch will come along down the line mm. if it if it hasn't already. I haven't really looked into that all that much, um, but this is certainly a phone that's been built for gaming. 
and mm. it's it's really good. You know, I've I've played a lot of um, I've I've gone through Lara Croft Grow Go. Grow, yeah, Lara Croft Grow, the, the plant version. <laughs> That's it, um, Lara Crop. Yeah, I played that uh, the third time through, and it's it's wonderful. Oh, wow. Really, really nice. I find that quite a relaxing game to play. Um, I've been playing through Monument Valley as well because that's obviously quite a staple game. And it's it looks wonderful. It looked good on. Don't, don't forget, you're talking to me. I'm like the only person in the world that doesn't like that game. I know, I know, I know. But <laughs> I look. I'm not. I don't love it, but it looks wonderful on this. Oh yeah, yeah it looks great. It, it looks really good, and and that alone is really impressive. And the other aspect as well is there any fingerprints as well on the screen? Um, I don't know how they do it, but it doesn't show up when you're playing the game. So when I was playing mm. um, Monument Valley, understandably, you're touching the screen quite a lot. And I'd left a few marks on there, but I couldn't see it until I actually closed the game and put the phone into rest mode. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's covered in, it's covered yeah, it's in like marks. It's like my Vita. Yeah. But except my Vita, when I'm playing games, I have to wipe it sometimes because yeah. I can actually see the, yeah. yeah. Um, so in that aspect, it's really good. And then there's the VR. Now, the VR is really interesting. Um, it's quite a big headset, you know, just the same as your, your Oculus Rifts and stuff like that. It's not as heavy as them because all it is is essentially a glass, you know, glasses to hold your phone in a way. What is it, like like fiberglass or something? Or, uh, or plastic, sorry? Plastic, I think. Yeah, plastic. Yeah, okay. And Comfortable? Uh, it gets it gets hot quick. The phone doesn't get hot, but there is... Um, now, this is really useful on an audio podcast, but I'm going to be showing Dave... I was going to say, can you? I think you should wear it for the <laughs> entire entire episode so we can feel, uh, hear you getting tired and frustrated with the heat as the podcast goes on. That's it. There's, there's these pockets next to where the, the, the glasses are. And when you've got it on your face, so you've got the... the I guess, uh, fabric around there, which sits on your nose. Um, it, it does fog up in a way because it gets really hot. And just because you, with your, your face there and everything. Oh, can you hold it up for me again? Yeah. So but your nose is meant to go underneath Andy. Yeah. Your nose does go underneath, but how does it fog up? (laughs) Well, are your eyes, are you crying? I am crying. I was watching (laughs) some sad videos of, of stuff in, in, in VR, <laughs> in VR. Um, no, but there's just if you if you're in in a hot environment, it does it does fog up quite a bit just from the I guess wow. the vacuum in there. I thought they would have um, like anti fog glass or something. Well, maybe, but this this technically goes for 160 dollars. I think it is. Uh, I got it free with the phone. Um, oh wow, cool! Yeah, so which was nice. I wouldn't have paid for this otherwise. Um, well, it's still um, phone VR though, right? Yeah. So but if you've, you had Google you've played Cardboard, real VR, right? Have, so how, yeah. how does it compare? Look, it is actually really good. It is really impressive. Um, now, understandably, you are just playing phone VR games, and the controller. So you. Unless you buy a special, a special, special controller for, <laughs> uh, for the phone, um, then you're stuck with using a controller on the side of your headset. Ah, oh, yuck! Which sounds stupid, and 
when I was reading about it, I'm like, that is dumb. I, I'm not going to feel comfortable doing that. I'm going to look like an idiot doing it. It's actually not bad um, because quite a few of the games mostly are just swipe games in a way. So um, one of them that I have been playing, so I'm just bringing up the name of it because I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, that's how memorable it is. It is actually quite a good game. Um, snap. It's snap, yes. That's yep. it. <laughs> uh, Land's End is one of the games which I've been playing, um, which is, I think it's been, it's by the uh, Monument Valley guys. And that is, it's a puzzle game, a bit like Mist in a way, um, where essentially you swipe to go in certain directions uh, uh-huh. on the side of your head and then move forward to solve puzzles. So it's not very, you know, it doesn't strain the phone in any way because you're not doing anything that really demands anything from it but it is actually yeah it's enjoyable um and it's it's a walk em up puzzler in a way it's it's good mm. it, it's a good introductory game to vr gaming because it's slow and it doesn't demand much and you're not having to you know, you can look around quite easily without getting nauseated or anything like that. Where some of the oh, so you can actually move your head and look around. Yeah, and, and there's no okay. So this is one of the big things that's always been until I played Super Hot. Yep, and Alien Isolation or whatever it is. Yeah, um, in VR. Until I played them using the Oculus Rift, I think it was. All my experiences prior had been of that. Right, this is VR, but the tech wasn't good enough to make it feel smooth. Yeah. Even, like, when they had uh, Google Cardboard. Yep. Right? Because, I mean, yeah, the the headset for your phone is pretty simple. It's a screen that's split into two images, and you're wearing a headset that splits your left and your right. Mm. So that's all you can see. It's pretty, yeah, (laughs) pretty straightforward. But... Yeah, it's always been sort of restricted by being a little bit frame rate jaggy or whatever, which really yeah anyway it's it really it really broke that for me whereas it sounds like they've they've fixed that maybe yeah to an extent or are they making are they being smart and making games that don't strain the tech so that you're not experiencing it so you're not having a bad experience does that make yeah, sense yeah so so it's not pulling you out of the experience because the the visual aspects of of it are quite nice of Land's End are really nice. I mean, as I was saying, with Monument Valley, it's got that kind of look to it, um, but in mm-hmm. a 3D world. Um, yep. So it's, it is it is very nice, but it does take a little bit of getting used to to realise that, you know, because obviously you're not playing with a controller, you don't have anything with your hands or anything like that. So if you put your hand up above your face, it's not going to appear in the game. And mm. I think... For some people, it took me a little bit to get used to, but for some people, if they look down and they don't see feet or anything like that, it it's a bit weird. Um, it feels okay. a bit strange because you are essentially just a disembodied... Yeah, maybe you get of, a bit of, um, not inertia. Yeah. Inertia? Yeah, a bit Yeah, because like you that. look down and you don't have a point of reference. Yeah. You sort of feel a bit off balance. Yeah. yeah, and I felt that because I played it mostly just sitting down and... When I was playing it last night and I was sitting down and just I I thought that the phone had disor- disorientated itself in the sense that 
I had moved around enough in the seat that the visual wasn't straight, if that makes sense. So uh, yeah. it wasn't straight yeah. for me sitting in the seat. But Needed to like recalibrate or something. Yeah, but that wasn't the case. It was actually straight, but I'd been playing it so much to the point that I was moving <laughs> in a direction, in a certain direction, and I had tricked my mind into thinking that was actually straight in real life. And, and so, your neighbours are calling up Bernadette yeah. and saying, oh, your husband's over here again <laughs> on his chair yeah. with his VR headset. So I took it off and I was, yeah, I was facing a completely different direction than I thought. And you'd think that you'd physically feel that, but because there was no physical entity in the game, it kind of, it, it was, it's a strange feeling to feel because mm. it just, it didn't feel right. Um, with that said, there's a game that I haven't played yet, but I'm quite keen to, which is Eve Gunjack, uh, which I think takes place in the Eve universe. Um, and it's a, As in Eve Online space. As in Eve Online, yes. Oh, um, cool. And not obviously linked with Eve Online, but I think it's just a, you know taking place essentially in um, that universe, the, the outer space universe essentially. Uh, and it is a space shooter in a way where you shoot with, you know, guns, of course. What else would in you space. shoot with? In space, yeah, would you believe? Um, but I've watched a few videos off it and that visually looks really, really straining on the tech. So I'm quite curious to um, see how that plays out because it's it looks like fun. Um, how, how are they priced, the games? Are they? Uh, so Eve Gunjack is $15. Um, oh, ouch. Land's End was 15 bucks, And that's the other thing as well is that I think... That, that's a big jump. Well, the jump is Yeah, $8. jump is in. That's a big jump up from... Yes. I mean, we've been getting... <laughs> I noticed that when I did my um, Essential Mobile Games list, yep. a lot of them were getting up to $9, $10, mostly the board game ones. Yeah. But, yeah, like they started out as it was all 99 cents or get the fuck out. Yep. And, you know, then it sort of got up to... Three ninety nine is about the right price for a game or free to play with yeah. microtransactions, but yeah, fifteen dollars that would that would give me pause. Yeah, that and I don't have a phone that does VR or a VR headset. That would give me a big pause. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the the cheapest is Escape Room VR, which is four dollars fifty, um, and you know <gasps> the room would be amazing in VR. I think I think is it's coming from my understanding. Um, oh, really? Yeah, sweet. But the other thing as well um, that is quite interesting is that, and this is where I think that VR for phones at least will succeed because I don't see myself sitting down and playing this for an extended period of time. You know, I enjoy it for a little bit, but you know, I'm not going to be playing an eight-hour game on my phone with the VR and I honestly after spending some time with it as well I have second guessed getting the PlayStation VR as well I just oh, I, really? I think I will wait a bit of time I shouldn't really compare the two because one is you know PlayStation 4 fueled console version of VR and one is a Samsung Galaxy version so they are quite different but with that said, I just didn't feel comfortable enough with the headset on. And this is a headset that doesn't have cables as well, so you're not connected to anything. Mm. Whereas the PlayStation well, I guess it VR gets back does. to the 3D film one yeah. uh, issue, doesn't it? Where, yeah. well, ignoring the fact you had to buy a 3D version of a film or a 2D one, but 
when you watched it, you had to weigh up that, do I want to get out the glasses and sit there with specific glasses? I wear glasses normally, so that means two pairs of glasses for me, Mm. and sit there and watch something for... Yeah, whereas, you know, it's like people who play the 3DS and turn off 3D because they want to play for five or six hours and they're more comfortable. Yeah. You might get to that point where you go, well, do I want to play Alien Isolation? Well, I've got the headset. No, I'll just fire it up and I'll just sit in the chair and be able to look around my room while I play. Yeah, and yeah. and I wear glasses as well and I I wear them for long distance. So I have trouble seeing... I'm not you know blind or anything, but it, things far away are fuzzy. And with the, the VR, it doesn't really compensate for that all that much. Um, and there's not enough space to wear your glasses as well with it, so which is but you shouldn't have to because you're not looking far away. Yeah, you're not, but you are in a way, and and that that leads into the there's a one of the aspects that you can do is you can watch. It's really really strange, but you can watch things like Netflix or videos like you're in a, a movie theater or like you're in a home, <laughs> and. <laughs> It's it's really strange. So you so if you're unhappy with your home, you can put on your headset and exactly sit, feel like you're sitting. I wonder how long until you'll be able to do that um, Microsoft thing. Where do you remember? I think it was Microsoft, where you could play games or watch movies. Oh yes, but it was a group thing. So if someone else was as well, then their little avatar would appear in your theater and be sitting down, and you'd know right. Andy's watching. Yeah. This thing and and you could interact with their avatar while the show was on. Yeah, yeah, I think it was so Microsoft. It might be the same that. thing, you know, a stream. Imagine that Netflix. Well, I guess Netflix is streaming, but mm. imagine if they have something on at a particular time and everyone else who's watching it is also sitting there. And well, it's <laughs> it is creepy because you know, in the real world, I'm sitting in my living room, yet I'm sitting in a virtual living room watching. Something, even though in the real world I have a TV in front of me. So, um, but it just it feels odd, and I think that this is where I do think that's where it's going to certainly uh, excel because I think people are going to use that for a a lot more for watching movies and watching videos uh, as Mm. a VR because you know especially if you're not at home, um, it's great. You know, you have Netflix easily to watch anywhere really as long as you take your headset with you um but you you can easily watch but doesn't it. your headset need a playstation no i mean for the phone oh yeah. on the phone yeah. sorry yeah on the yeah. phone yeah you could just not take your headset and then you'd have your phone you could you, yeah but yeah. then you could be like a well you'd look like an idiot anyway wearing it in the i'll on tell the you bus. what i was just thinking about something i've been playing this week that i was just thinking with what you were talking about mm. this is a segue Oh. You're paying attention? Well, yeah, whoa. <laughs> um, right. Uh, no, I was just thinking I can see how this would work with VR, right? So I've been... I bought Rock Band 4. Uh-huh. So I bought Tim... Borrowed Tim's Guitar Hero Live, because that's the one I really wanted. And immediately the guitar didn't work. Um, didn't work the way I wanted. It didn't strum down. It only strummed up, which I seem to strum down all the time, I learnt. Anyway, um, and I went online and found out that a heap of people are having problems with this. It seems to be a problem with the guitar, da 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 I thought, yeah, whatever, right? I'll buy a rock band then, because they, you know, music lists. I was set lists. I was looking at them both. I'm like, yeah, they're both about the same. Anyway, so, and I'm glad I did, because like Guitar Hero, I've changed up the way that the game plays. Have you played a Guitar Hero game before? I I had 
I have Rock Band. Um, yep. Oh, Rock Band. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. either of them. Yeah. And yeah. So you know how they yeah. they used to have you had the the five coloured things. Yes. But, um, buttons. They're called buttons, Dave. Buttons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So you got buttons. <laughs> five coloured buttons. And then on the later ones, you had the down closer to the base of the neck. Uh-huh. You had another five buttons. Sure. Your hand actions buttons. in this video are quite questionable but this is an audio <laughs> podcast and you know so they're not going to say anyway so in the guitar hero one what they've done is they've got three buttons yeah and then another three buttons directly above them okay so you've got the left side of the neck and the or the top side of the neck and the bottom side of the neck if that makes sense so the control was different sure and i really like that but the second i grabbed rock band four and i brought it home and i had the old controls that i was used to and it was just amazing. And all the bonuses now, like the TV actually checks. It's got a little sensor or something. You check the reflection from the TV and it can tell how steady I'm holding the guitar. Oh, really? Okay. And still has the motion sensor for when I lift it up. It's got an inbuilt microphone now so we can hear the TV and synchronize my actions with the sound properly. Remember how you used to have to calibrate them and all that? Yeah. Um, and it's got an amazing solo thing now. So basically on a solo, you can strum as fast as you want and press the, the buttons in whatever config you want, and it'll make up a solo for you That's pretty in good. the middle of a song, but not, you know, like if you just mashed a keyboard, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's all it, it actually makes the notes so they sound half good. And then they've got these extra bits in the solo where lines appear at certain frequencies so you have to strum you can press any buttons but you have to strum to a certain rhythm yeah and it's it was just really amazing but what i was thinking so um i mean look yeah there was all that stuff but there's still the two things that i hated about rock band and guitar hero games and the first thing is when you activate your star power so you lift the guitar oh yes yeah the screen shakes and this big flash goes on screen and then I fuck up the next note (laughs) undoubtedly every single time because I'm like oh hang on I can't see where it is anymore I guess people who are good at the game can just yeah well there are people who can play without looking and and stuff like that and that's (laughs) some of the expert stuff that have to surely but um, the other thing I didn't like is that the, the buttons still don't feel like they match the music yeah so you'll have one part of the song where it's matching and then, because it's a game and you have to do different things, it'll do it a little bit differently, but the music hasn't changed. And that always annoys me. It actually makes it harder for me. But I was thinking about that with... Imagine that. So Guitar Hero Live, have you seen the ads for that? I haven't, no. But I, I understand the concept that you are playing to an audience of people who are watching. Is that sort of right? Well, well, yeah. So there's the live part. Yeah. The basic... The graphics of it are a real audience. Okay. And they've got to fade so that the you know they'll change in the way there. But as you're playing, your player, the camera turns and will look at the drummer and will look at the other. It's like in a 3D space properly. Okay. And I was thinking they could record, right, for each song. They could record that mm. exactly as they have. But you could play the guitar and walk around. Well, not walk around, obviously. But you could look around the stage at all the various bits and pieces, look down at the guitar that you're holding in your hand and you'd say, I reckon that could work really well in VR. That, that would be good. That would be good. Mm. Yeah. I be interesting. I, I don't have the patience for Guitar Hero and stuff like that. I'm not very good with hand-eye coordination and pushing buttons as they appear on screen. Um, but it does sound, you know, that's, that's what I hope the future of VR is. 
because I will get a PlayStation VR headset eventually. Yeah, but same. I was going to get one on day one because I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, smash some <laughs> stuff. I'm excited, you know, that kind of thing. And but it's uh, now I'm just, you know, I I just don't see myself sitting. Unless there's something that's really, really exciting that I have to play on VR, then yeah. I just can't see myself sitting down for hours and hours playing a game with VR because it especially not at the cost. Yeah, like Move was an alright cost. It was about a hundred bucks, so that's a good entry. Yeah, entry price point. But yeah, you're right. V- VR is expensive, and yeah, it is something that does require you to play a game in a completely different way. So if the experience isn't different and worthwhile, then hmm. yeah, I do think it'll have um, more legs than 3D, though. That's for sure. Ah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more there. Uh, one thing I wanted to speak about before we finish um, was a game called Robots and Rockets. Yes. So it's actually a card game, a set collection card game. Um, actually, you know what? We're nearly out of time. I'll hold off and I will talk about Robots <laughs> and Rockets next. But well, because I played it and then I played the the I, I met the designer Cy Robertson. He came to one of our games sure. days. And I was able to play a, pro- a few of his prototypes. And one of them, this hotel game, was amazing. And I'm going to break my own 30-minute rule if I talk about it now. So I'll hold <laughs> off and I'll talk about it next week. But if you see Robots and Rockets in the shops, I strongly recommend it. I've been playing it with my kids. I've been playing it with my wife. It's one of those games that... I remember the other day, so I was designing this game. And it's not working very well. Mm-hmm. It's not a very good game, right? And someone said to me, is that perhaps, like, what do your kids think of it? Is it perhaps a game that is more targeted at their audience? Sure. And I responded and said, well, I don't think that that really happens with games. Like, you can have a good game that appeals to adults. Yeah. But, and you can have a good game that appeals to kids. But a good game should still be a good game. It can be too complex for kids... But a good game that is good for kids should still be a good game for adults. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. If it, if it's, and, yeah, it's the same with Pixar films. If it's a good film yeah, for anybody, exactly. then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, TV and movies, exactly the same. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have to be condescending, dumbed down, whatever. To, yeah, it can still have a good hmm. core, whatever. Anyway, so I'll talk about that next week. Well, I'm yeah. I'm due to pick up Archaeology. I think it's tomorrow it came in, so I'll, I will have a look and see if they've got that Tomorrow well. it came in? It, it came in today. <laughs> <laughs> but tomorrow... I know what you it, mean. Yeah, yeah. I found out that's actually by the dude who made Sushi Go. Well, there Same you designer. Go. Ah. Two of my favourite... In fact, probably my two favourite easy-to-play card games. So... Yeah, sort of three categories of card game. There's the very complex ones, like with lots of stats. Yep. There's the mid-level ones, like, say, Dominion, that require a bit of thinking, but they're still basic. Um, and then there's a real simple Sushi Go, you know, Uno. Yeah. Or Uno, however you say it. Um, love Letter, stuff like that, mm. that are just so basic that the mechanics make them good. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget, we are a Podbros exclusive podcast, but you can also find us on iTunes and on the website. If you've got any questions, email us at podcast. <laughs> I 
<laughs> nearly said Pog Bros. Email us at a podcast at anotherdungeon.com. You can check out our website at another dungeon www.anotherdungeon.com and we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc, etc. Thanks for listening. Speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.